0: Welcome to Dr. Suzanne Howard's audio play. Thank you for downloading and I pray you are truly blessed. To get more information on Dr. Suzanne Howard's ministry, feel free to visit www.suzannemhoward.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Hello, God bless you. I am so blessed to see you all out here tonight. I knew I had, um, you know, the Bible says um, people like priests. And we some crazy folks coming out during a pandemic for some soul detox. I think we crazy. Right? Which just means that our mind is not of this world anymore. That our mind is in Christ Jesus. Because they think everybody that's following him is crazy, right? You can't be of the mind of this world in order to follow him. Come on, y'all know, since you got saved, what people say about you. Mm Mm-hmm, yep. You still going to church during a pandemic, what they saying about you? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, yep. They don't want you to come near them, right? But they're out going everywhere, checking in on Facebook at restaurants, and they're traveling and they're getting on planes, but y'all crazy for going to church. Yep, yep, start appreciating the crazy. Start appreciating the crazy that means you're doing something good. When the world doesn't understand it, we're doing something good. How are you tonight? Good, good. good. I don't know if she's got me on. She does. I see it now. Praise God. So this is a little different tonight. Um, Just for those that are watching um, after this, you will probably see me with, well, maybe not messy hair. They say my hair is always done. So that's good for my hairdresser because I don't really want to go to hairdresser every week, but she makes me Um, So I might have nice hair, but you'll see me in an old raggedy t-shirt probably sitting in my chair or at my desk at home. Amen. But tonight, I have to um, give credit to my husband tonight. Amen. Stand up, boo-boo. I can't call him Pookie because I talk about Pookie too much in church. I got to call him (laughs) boo-boo because it was his idea that we come out tonight and have a live audience. And um, that's why it was such a last-minute notice because he said it with me, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't have time for all of that. And then I mentioned it to the wrong team. Minister Maria's missing, and um, and Minister LaTanya is home in Boston being safe. Amen. She's missing from the group. But I mentioned it to them in just a little ha-ha-ha conversation, and they took it and ran with it. So the manager put it out there, and, and the various kids, thing off and uh, made it happen. So honor each and every one of you that came out tonight. I know it's been the holidays and, you know, we, we give to our leaders at this time of year, especially leaders who full-time job is to minister to you. Amen. They don't have a job that they get rich off of. They depend on the sheep and the sheep should depend on those leaders. Amen. So I thank God for everyone that was able to come and give because you gave to come here tonight and everyone made sure that I had no part in it they didn't want me here early they didn't want me here at the door because they know my heart is oh let them in let them in it's like pastor, these are the same people every year possible they know better come on how many of y'all worked in the church and y'all know how this goes just get free we all right And um, they wanted to do it right, so I thank God. I thank God. I'm not going to call the names out. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow when I'm at home on the live. But I thank God for those who could not come but sold anyhow amen they said I, I, I can't be there or they just weren't comfortable coming out during a pandemic right on I hear you but sold anyhow so that was um, beautiful to me and it was some people that I really haven't developed a very personal relationship with as leaders and they sold anyhow and congratulated me on five years how many of y'all knew it was five years she's the only one two people I figured so because I didn't even know it was five years I said maybe three I uh, One of the MP3s came up the other day, and I was uh, listening to it. And it was, do you all remember when Frederica, I had her up here. That's when we started with the breakfast, and we had the stage kind of done a l- lot less than this. But we tried. <laughs> and um, Frederica gave her testimony. Do you all remember? These are the memories that go back. Has your life reset on that testimony yet? Did you go back to any of the stuff that you shared with us? No? You ain't with Pookie no more. And you ain't fighting Pookie no more, right? Because remember, y'all, she was fighting him. (laughs) And they were prescribing you medication, right? And that was your big testimony, that you were stepping out on God. Did you go back on those pills? Praise God, y'all. Come on. Come on to the live studio audience. Amen. Because I know it was not easy because we get dependent on some of the things that they give us. So I'm going to get started on tonight. And then um, for all those that couldn't be here tonight, we love you. We miss you. We pray God's best for you. But as I mentioned, you will now be a part of the live teaching. And then we will turn you off in about 55 minutes. And then we're going to party in here. Amen. So this was the question I would have asked. We entered in tonight for the VIP before and after party. And they were playing a song on... on entrance tonight when I came in. What was the name of that song? You Got the Power. Anybody remember when that was played? At Goodwin Goodwin College. And I think it was 2019. Because it couldn't have been last year. 2018, thank you. I knew it wasn't last year. 2018, when we brought it out. Um, outside of the church forum. And we we really just went out, walked on waters. For me, it was walking on water. And it was more than what I had even asked for. I remember one gentleman came with another woman who was there. She brought him. And he said to me, I know you feel so disappointed when you have an event like this and the people don't show up. He said, but I want to let you know that this was very good and that you should keep doing it. I said, what do you mean the people didn't show up? I said, we were in a church where we only could fit 12 tables. Nobody could get up unless everybody at the table got up. Remember, it's for somebody to go to the bathroom. And I said, and we filled the first section of Goodwin College, this has exceeded itself. We were getting 100 people in here, and we had a cutoff at 100. Our first function had 100 people. We went to Goodwin, I think I asked for maybe 200, like a double number, we were at 500. And we superseded it. So I said, he just don't know. You don't despise small beginnings, especially when this started because I found out also that most psychiatrists, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm a mental health life coach. And I found out that most people that enter into any kind of behavioral study usually had some issues in their lives, maybe growing up. And it intrigued them. The curiosity made them look a little bit more deeper into what these problems were. <clears throat> and most psychologists are not perfect. They came from such imperfectness that the curiosity in them caused them to look deeper. And that was their, their, the seed planted, if you will, to cause them to become a psychiatrist or a psychologist, even clinicians. A lot of cl- clinicians had problems in the household as children. So they're fighting. They're good um, advocates now for foster care. And they're um, they're representing women now of domestic abuse. So a lot of what we fall into is really out of the what the enemy meant for your bad. I'm going to use for your good. A lot of us got into what we're into because of that. And my story is the same way as a mental health coach. I've always, always wanted to be a criminologist as a child. I wanted to study the insane serial killers. I love them love it love it love it and when my husband and i argue about tv he says i don't say nothing when you're watching all that serial killers i have to get out of this room you get me shook up watching that stuff all the time how many y'all watch that stuff (laughs) isn't the mind intriguing and then when you study it a lot more and you find out that everything is an offspring of a reason it's all reactions from an action Psychology for me is so interesting that it changed my life. If I wasn't so old, I probably would go so far deep into this. But at this point, I'll probably just stick with life coaching. I just, I just, I'm going to be satisfied. Amen. But I'm going to make sure that those coming up around me who want to um, go deeper into this, they go into it all the way. Because if you are into psychology, I'm telling you, right now especially, they need mental health anything mental health, anything. You don't even have to be a life coach. You can volunteer time to help people in these facilities. Domestic abuse is so high on the rise right now because of the pandemic and everybody's locked in together. Y'all know y'all want to beat somebody up, right? During the pandemic. Well, some people literally did it. And it is on the rise right now. And, you know, people kicking their dogs and people getting dogs. And, you know, it's it's we're in a crazy time right now. It's crazy and as sad as it is, it's still a good time because this is sometimes what it takes for us to change. The way god wants us to change so it's pretty messy bitter and sweet amen all right god bless you so we're here for group therapy hallelujah thank you jesus and we're online i see 51 are on facebook i don't know how many are on youtube i'm trying to get more up on youtube um but we're here because of group therapy and our theme this year is self-love and self-esteem amen self-love and self-esteem if I were to ask you who knows what self-esteem is what would be your best explanation your best definition of it I'm not looking for perfection I'm not looking for textbook out of your own layman's language yes Nicole how you perceive yourself how you view yourself Kamisha said how you view yourself who else someone from this side come on there's not just beauty on this side. It got to be some brains over here, too. Because they are fine on this side. So, <laughs> anyone gonna go for it? Mm-hmm. I, agree. I agree with what they're saying. Give me a different language. Um, Your confidence. Oh. Your confidence. Very good. And I, I, when I studied this intensely, um, I found out that most books that are out there, and these are psychiatrists, believe it or not, and psychotherapists. A lot of them confuse self-esteem and self-confidence, and they're not the same. Though they do agree that self-confidence can waver. You can have a good self-confidence in preaching, but you can have a low self-confidence in public speaking. Do you get what I'm saying? Even though preaching is public speaking, it's completely different arenas. One thing preachers have is an anointing. Some people who are just public speaking don't have the anointing that the Bible says makes you another person. So you can have confidence in um this is what I've 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 come across a lot is we have confidence in our work, but we have no confidence in our personal life. It's deep. It's deep. That mind, that mind, boy. What is the destination of our mind? What did you tell us? We determine the destination of our mind. Let me give you um, a a one-liner tonight on self-esteem. It's a realistic appreciation. I'm sorry. A realistic appreciative opinion of oneself. So you can say of yourself or of myself. A realistic. So it has to be real. And I'm going to tell you why. Because there's a couple other versions. A realistic appreciative Opinion of oneself. Where does where do we get this self-esteem from? Anybody know? Anybody want to guess? Where do we get self-esteem from? Huh? Starts in childhood. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So would it be fair to say that everyone has some measure of self-esteem? Mm -hmm. absolutely no one's zero i know some days we feel like it but no one is at zero but the self-esteem usually that we have is not sufficient enough to get us through the trials and traumas that we are going to endure when we go through life okay so self-esteem is a realistic appreciative opinion on self what is self-esteem let me read this to you in principle self-esteem is generally stable generally stable but it can fluctuate even from day to day and this is where some people think it's self-confidence because your love your appreciation for yourself can change how many of you kick yourself really hard Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. and some of you hold yourself to a higher regard than you hold other people You can forgive other people when they make a mistake. You'll fix it. You'll clean it up for them. Don't worry about it, but you make a mistake. You sit yourself down in the back of the church. You might call out of church. I remember when mine was so low, I'd call out of work. Because I I heard a lot of "Uh uh-huh. I just didn't even feel I could even function at work. I was kicking myself so long and so hard for making a mistake. That's another extreme. We will deal with perfectionism in these 30 days. We're gonna deal with procrastination in these 30 days. How many of y'all are good friends with procrastination? You ever wonder why, right? Why do I procrastinate? And then what happens when you procrastinate and you don't get it done? Uh Uh-huh, and then what you do to yourself? Uh Uh-huh, so here we go. Here we go, here goes the system. It's like a vending machine procrastinate take your time you don't have to do it I don't feel like doing it. I don't like doing it there goes the money in the vending machine and then that thing start cranking and it's gonna give you the selection and then that selection comes out and it's a system all over again if we could get rid of anything how many would love to get rid of self procrastination thank you lord how many know it's not gonna come out only by confession How many know it's not gonna come out by everybody saying, raise your hand and everybody right now will never deal with procrastination again. I'll be so glad when we get that witchcraft out of our ministries. Blessings and anything you do takes work. And we cannot just think we have a magic wand. And the disadvantage is, is that we went through a lot to get where we are today. And some of y'all went through a lot more than the person on your left or your right tonight. But for some reason, you ended up right where they are in this moment on tonight. Hallelujah. Go ahead and clap your hands. You landed in a good place despite what you went through. Do you know if we had a real testimony service in church, people would be amazed that these people could get up in the morning and know what shoe, what foot to put their shoe on. They will be amazed to find out how do you get up every day and come to church and praise God? How do you go to work and two jobs? If you find out what some people have gone through in life, I think we probably have a little more respect for each other. Instead of just looking at that outside image that we can dress up so good and every, we think everybody's doing well and they're doing fine. And you're like, wow, much more respect. So what is self-esteem? In principle, self-esteem is generally stable, but it can fluctuate even from day to day according to thought patterns. Write that word down. You're going to hear that a lot over 30 days because that's where we're going. We're going into the celestials of thoughts. That's what gets us in trouble every single time. Do you know your mind can lie to you? You know, if your eyes perceive something as a threat, it's gonna send a message to your brain and your body is gonna to respond to threat. And then you'll find out, oh, that wasn't a threat. And now you had an adrenaline rush through your body and like two hours later, I'm exhausted. Your mind lied to you and your body responds by trust to what your mind tells it. There's ways you can trick your mind. You can trick your mind to believing you are very, very successful. You know how? It's what you feed through your eyes or through your ears. Changing the tapes and the labels in your mind doesn't come just from some yoga or some namaste or just doing some meditation. You really have to reset your mind. You determine the destination of your mind. I have a client who struggled with feeling like she ever got anything done, and when we got down to the bottom of it, we found out she was getting a lot done. What she had to start doing was writing down. And mostly, everybody I mentor or coach, they got to get a planner when they with me. And I'll, I'll take the baby steps with you to get you used to it. But next to my Bible is my planner. My planner goes upstairs with me at night with my cell phone. It comes downstairs with me again in the morning. When you write down what you have done in the day, whether you planned to do it or not, your eyes see that accomplishment and sends a message to your brain. Look what we did today. And the brain is like, "Ooh, I'm proud. We did good. And it releases neurons in your body that makes you feel good. You sleep better. If you don't have a planner, an organizer, get one. And if you, you should write down what you'd like to accomplish that day, that week, that month, that year, you must do this. But if you don't get to what you plan that day, write down what you did do. Oh, so-and-so caught me here, yeah, but they always calling me and they always whining. But you spent two hours ministering to somebody. Write it down And your eyes. I'm telling you, God knows what he's talking about when he talks about the eyes, the lust of the eyes. And he gave us a warning. He said, a man does not sin when he has committed sin with the woman. He has sinned already when he lusted with the woman with his eyes. You know why? Because the eye sends a message to the brain. And once the brain receives it, the brain has already made a, a hardware impression of it that you have already lusted after this woman. The mind doesn't know whether you had any kind of intimacy with her. The mind just now registers that this thing came in and this was lust. That's why when your mind is already receiving information from your ears and your eyes, you have already committed a sin in God's mind because it's now a part of your brain. Your eyes don't know. So tell your eyes. I spent two hours on the phone with so-and-so today. I I spent two hours with mom today. You know, I, I went and cleaned the kid's room today and you will usually will be mad at yourself. I know I have. Like I I take the time to clean Peyton's room and then I didn't get anything else done in the house. But when I started writing it down, I was accomplishing something. Because for me, I have to do something every day. A good day for me is when I made progress. If I have a day where I do nothing all day, I am a kicker of myself. Just go on and give me the whip. I have to feel like I've progressed somewhere. So if you write it down, I'm telling you, How to control the destination of your mind. Write it in your planner. Read it back over with your eyes. You don't have to say it out loud. Let your eyes read it with your inside man. And your eyes will send that message to your brain. And your brain is going to loose all those good cells inside you. Because for every single one of us, we want to feel that we've accomplished something. That's the way we're made. So you may not have done what you wanted to that day. But I bet you, you didn't have as a lazy day as you thought you did give yourself credit for what you've done that's loving on yourself the world is now getting a hold of self-love and self-esteem right but the problem is the self-love and self-esteem or self-care is what we're coining it as now is usually all beneficial to the outside man pedicures and manicures and little weekend vacations and spending sprees ain't doing nothing for the inside That stuff builds your self-confidence. Maternal things, external things, builds up self-confidence. Self-love and self-esteem comes from the inside. When you're too broke to shop, I still got joy. When I can't go get what so-and-so got, I still got joy. Every week, I sit down in the church pew next to sister so-and-so. Every week, that chick got a brand new pair of shoes on. I wear the same black scratchy shoes every single Sunday, but I still love myself. I, it doesn't make that much difference to me on yes, I can desire things, but it doesn't affect who. I, I don't walk any differently. I'm not bitter and moody and mean to people because I don't have because what I have on the out and the inside, sister so- and-so may only have on the outside. It's big time. And I've learned, now this isn't in all cases. Again, I I haven't done any statistics on it. Um, I'm not working for any organization on it. But just from the group that I have worked with over the past five years, the more a woman has adorned herself on the outside, let's just say to be fair, 50-50 out of 100 people, 50 were yes, 50 were no, the people that I've met that had this extra adorning on the outside was a cover up for the lack of adorning on the inside. Not all women, but a lot of women and men. The more stuff out, makes you look at the inside a lot differently. So let that free you. If you're um, going through jealousy or coveting and thinking somebody else got it going on, we all made it the same stuff, honey. Amen, amen. So from day to day, self-esteem can fluctuate, right? According to what? Did you write it down yet? Thought patterns I can control the destination of my mind I cannot let my thoughts rule me Some of us in church We can't even focus Because our thoughts are ruling us The word is going forth Thoughts are ruling us People shouting And you looking at them like What did I miss? Because your thoughts are ruling you You have to take control of your thoughts The Bible again Because the Bible is my science book It's my mental health book It's my life coach book It's all in the book y'all He says to cast down every imagination. He's telling us to pull those thoughts captive. Make captive your thought. You can choose what you think. Do you know that I could pull everyone in this room and we could all suffer the same situation and not everyone is going to carry it the same way because of how we're used to thinking. Our brain will automatically go to something familiar to it. And if you had a familiar experience and it was sad, that person more than likely is gonna be sad about it. Someone else may have had a familiar situation and got through it. And they're like, okay, okay, I'm gonna have to adjust a little bit, but I can get through this. The same situation 100 people can handle differently. Why? It's how we think. It's how we process the situation. Amen? Let's go. By our thought patterns, which can be influenced by, among other things, physical health I'm going to give you a warning right now I'm not a health coach I don't have an interest in being a health coach but part of our 30-day journey is going to be a part in there on health I'm going to ask you all to start walking or running or jogging or doing some aerobics with me starting probably if not tomorrow by Monday my husband you're going to be my spotter when we get Peyton on that bus we walk 30 minutes we on a walk Thank thank you Amen. He said he loved my muffin top, but I think that thank you is really so that muffin top would get delivered. <laughs> I'm a muncher. Anybody a muncher? Anybody wait till they get in bed at night and just... <laughs> Diamond, Diamond will be under the bed, knocked out by 930. When the lights goes out and she hears... Diamond comes right out from underneath that bed. The dog knows it's binging time. She eats pistachios. She don't eat Twizzlers with me yet, but I have pistachios and Twizzlers and sometimes those little like sour patch things. And I be going in. And I shared with the church Sunday, my bathroom door is like on this side of where our bed is. He's on that side. I'm on this side. And the other day I was getting down eating. I just looked over and the mirror to the sink was right there. And I saw my stomach. I said, Lord have mercy. Not right now, Jesus. This salt and sweet popcorn is so good. Don't let me see the belly now. Oh, my God. So when I was preparing this and it said that a person who loves themselves is in physical health. They may not have red bottoms on, but they're in physical health. So we're going to put in a regimen of exercise every week. How many think they're going to try it with me? Amen. And you know what's so good about January? I'm pushing y'all. You know about apostles. I'm pushing y'all. You know what's so good about January? The church usually fasts in January. So guess what? We're not going to fast, but what what we're going to add to our, our exercise is some correct eating? I call it the King's Table eating. The um the teaching program that I went through so that I could teach us is called the Mediterranean way of eating. The way the Mediterraneans eat. We don't need to starve ourselves for 21 days because what are we gonna do after 21 days? Yeah. Sit in that bed watching whatever series we like. Snapped. I should have killed him the first time. All them crazy shows. Sweet and salty popcorn, Twizzlers, Sour Patch. God help us. So we're going to, part of this program, y'all with me, is going to be exercise. And we're going to begin a healthy eating pattern. You know why? Because you can't sit. Come on, who said it? Raise your hand. That's right. Because the mass, I can't see who's talking. <laughs> the one person who loves themselves, take care of the vessel where the Holy Spirit dwells. Ain't y'all tired of them girdles? Them things hurt. They hurt. They hurt. And if you real to, if you wear the real good girdle, that thing is bulletproof, man. That thing, you can't breathe. And if you don't wear a good one, you still gotta roll. It's just no lines in the roll. I still gotta roll. I'm tired of girdles. And if we don't throw these girdles out in the name, men wear spanks. don't even act like it's just a woman's show hello and some men should wear Spanx glory to God y'all be getting on us with our hair and our eyebrows someone who loves themselves takes care of themselves we can't depend on the physician to love us more than we love ourselves so part of our 30 day program is going to be physical health and guess what else is a part of self love be- besides physical health chemistry, we'll talk about it, appearance, and even relationships. I've learned so much more to appreciate the Bible when I started reading other things. When I read leadership material, I see Bible. When I read science books, I see Bible. When I read The Economist magazine, I see Bible. Anything you read as a believer, you're going to see scripture in it chemistry he told us to cast out every thoughts and part of caring for yourself is taking care of your brain do y'all see they selling brain pills now yeah i went and bought me a 30-day supply of them supposed to help memory and everything else my husband saw me taking them. next thing i saw him with the quart size jar me and him popping them things left and right why do we need this you know why because the food we eat do not have the nutrients in it that food used to have, so we're not getting the vitamin A, the vitamin C, the vitamin D, we're not getting E out of the food we eat. How many of y'all drive through fast food? Come on, get free. It's night one, I'm not gonna be able to see y'all after tonight. (laughs) Chemistry, appearance, and our relationships. The Bible says that a man who loves himself, loves his wife. I've watched my husband learn more and more to love himself. And as he's learned to love himself more, his appreciation for me has gone up. Listen, ladies, especially if you're single, if you notice that this man doesn't love himself, he can not. There's no well within to draw from. If he does not love himself, he has nothing to give you. He cannot love you. He's going to try but he's not going to be able to do it. The Bible is correct. And science even, the Bible backs up science. Let's put it, because science ain't backing up the Bible. Amen? The Bible says, and look at Ephesians, that the way a man treats his wife is shows whether he loves himself or not. So a lot of mistreatments, you may have suffered men and women, because the Bible's not gender specific through the whole Bible. Some things are spiritual. It really wasn't about you. If you're broken hearted, And if you feel some relationship has really beat down your self-esteem, it's because they didn't have one. And they had nothing to draw from to give you. Amen. Get free from that. Lift your hands if that's you. Just get free When as the the word begins to move forth, whether it's from the book or from the Holy Spirit, revelation comes. Just lift your hands and just get free in that moment. And God, there's an anointing in here for this. God has anointed me for this. I had no desire to do this. The fact that self-esteem can fluctuate in in reason for optimism because it suggests that self-esteem can change. Let me help you. The definition of self-esteem is central to our journey. Self-esteem is a realistic, appreciative opinion of oneself. What does realistic mean? I'm glad you asked. Realistic means accurate and honest. You know the mirror don't lie. Sometimes I feel like I'm like 25, honest to God, in my physical man. I feel healthy and young and energetic. But when I go to that mirror, it ain't lying. The wrinkles is coming. The grays is coming. The dye got to happen more quicker than it used to every three months. Now we two months. Now we eight. We like, oh, God is creeping out in four weeks. It doesn't lie no matter how I feel. But what is the opinion that I have of myself? Realistic means being honest and accurate. What does appreciative mean? Appreciative implies positive feelings in liking oneself. So we must have an accurate and honest, realistic implying positive feelings in liking myself. That's self-esteem. Some speak of high and low self-esteem, but this makes self-esteem like a numbers game that is competitive and comparative it's preferable to simply say that people possess self-esteem when they have a realistic and appreciative opinion of themselves. Amen. Self-defeating pride. Let's talk about that for a second. People with self-defeating pride are trying to be more than human. I should see hands going up. Some of y'all know we try to be more than human. People with self-defeating pride are trying to be more than human. What does that mean? They are usually arrogant and narcissistic, which means they think they are better and more important than others. Their view of others is vertical or comparative, which is to say that to be on the top means others must be below you, right? Help us, God, if we get that way. Self-defeating pride is often rooted in insecurity. The more insecure someone is, the more they toot their horn. In the realm of the spirit, y'all hearers and seers, you probably literally hear things that are irritating from some people, and you don't know what is it that irritates you. You like the person; the person is nice. They haven't done anything to you, but when they talk, just something, just y'all, you don't know talk. It's like, oh! it's like, oh, like. They didn't irritate you? No, they're yeah, they're nice. I'm not saying they're not nice, but when they talk, it's just, you hear that horn blowing when they talk, ah! and I did this, and we did this, and this wouldn't happen without me, and they wouldn't be this without me, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to be, you just sitting there like, you're like, they're arrogant, but you know why? Because the arrogance is an extreme covert cover-up of low self-esteem. So try to learn how to minister to people. I, I love the fact that I've always used so detox as a way for churches to learn how to minister to people. Don't go by what you see. Some of the most arrogant people are ones really fighting self esteem and you'd be surprised what it took to get them where you are on the seat next to you tonight or even tomorrow. Narcissistic people have either been completely spoiled and entitled as children or completely emotionally withheld affection and attention and they're narcissists. So people are monsters for no reason. Things happen. As ministers, we have to know these things. Are y'all with me? All right, let's go here. Um, Self-defeating pride. If you explore the lives of some famous dictators, you often find a complete lack of the parental... Antidotes that we've already discussed, which we haven't gone all the way in yet. How about people with self-defeating shame? You ever heard of self-defeating shame? I want you to find yourself tonight. People with self-defeating shame or self-defeating humility believe that they are less than human. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Self-defeating pride believe they are more than human. People with self-defeating shame or self-defeating defeating humility, believe that they are less than human. They view people vertically and they see themselves as the dust of the earth. They hold an unrealistic and unappreciative opinion of themselves. In contrast to the views we just discussed, people with self-esteem believe they are neither, more or less than human. They know their faults, They know their rough edges, and they are still deeply and quietly glad to be who they are. How many have worked towards that? They are like the good friends who know you well and like you anyway. You got to know yourself well and like you anyway. I see Peyton once in a while, and I'll hit herself in the head. I "Uh said, uh-uh, uh-uh, we don't do that. I don't know where you learn that, them little kids in school. But this vessel holds the Holy Spirit. And you don't hit the Holy Spirit. I had to get a real good job. I had to go there with that hellfire and brimstone church message. You don't be punching yourself because you did something wrong. Oh, my God, I'm so stupid. I'm like, say it again, and I'm going to show you. Because this is how it starts. Remember we talked about thoughts and where thoughts come from and how you can say something to yourself long enough to you believe it? No, we can't allow this to happen. How many can think back even just by that example of some things in your childhood, shaking your heads already, in your childhood where you thought things like that? Or someone made you feel so stupid over something stupid? I remember at a time in my life, and I don't know what was going on, It's so much craziness in the families I grew up in. I think I was nervous. And so I was always either the one knocking something over or breaking something, always. And I think because everybody was always yelling and fighting and there was always so much drama. I think I was a nervous kid. Nobody knew it, of course. They weren't paying attention to me. They was self-absorbed with their own drama. But I just remember being little, and I remember my sister's boyfriend bought some monkey fish. Who know about monkey fish? Y'all know about them things? Thank you. I got one person my age in the whole room. There's these little white fish, right? And they look like monkeys-like yeah they, and and people were buying them and just they had them and I remember I was just so fascinated by these monkey fish and this guy was always like on me how I walked up the stairs if I stopped my feet woo Jesus woo, hallelujah just on me on me mm. and I remember I knocked over the monkey fish <laughs> lord have mercy did he come for me I had to run there wasn't even nobody in my family I had to run from this man And I remember this all the time. Ooh, Holy Ghost is good. Had me on pins and needles as a child. Be careful, y'all, how you handle children who may be clumsy or knocking stuff. They're nervous about something. And if we don't help them through that, they're gonna struggle with low self-esteem, low self-image. We're gonna talk about something so heavy at one piece of this program that people with addictive personalities, I knew he was going to come and get my tears. Look at the seat he's taking, y'all. He want the VIP. Every, <laughs> every drop. I owe you, right? For every rebuke. <laughs> Listen to this one. You can tell who gets the rebuke the most in my ministry. They holler when I start crying. Thank you, Jesus. She's human. And... <laughs> and um that will cause you to have these issues and it's been proven we're going to spend a good night on addictions and the 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 majority of people who relapse versus those who go through a program and make it through addiction the relapsers are proven to have low self-esteem they don't love themselves enough to believe they can be free write it down sexual addiction, drug addiction, gambling addiction, shopping addiction, food addictions. Biting your nails can really truly be an addiction. People will bite their nails till blood. People will bite their nails until they can't touch things anymore. And the majority of those that cannot get free from it, you know, we pray with this person. We did deliverance on this person. And, you know, we broke those demons and they just want to be bound up. That's why they keep going back. No, you got to pour some of that love into them. They need self-love until they love themselves. You know how important this chapter is that we're going to be talking about this month? The Bible says to love the Lord thy God. How do we love him? All right? You got to love him with all. How many know, let's just go back to when we first gave our life to Christ. How much did you really have to give Christ when you came in? How many of y'all came in kind of battered and tattered? I know some of y'all came in here all right, but some of us was arrested. Okay? <laughs> some of us came in because it was like it's death or jail or church. <laughs> so I'm going to choose life and I'm going to go to church. Um and Even just to be able to stay free from some things. You can rebuke, literally, I believe in deliverance ministry 1,000%. We have deliverance ministry in this church, and we take people through deliverance every week in this church. Some by appointment, some by conversation, and they just manifest. Amen? And um, we've determined that most of the ones that cannot stay free cannot stay free because they do not love themselves. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. With all, let's just say all their soul because that's everything your soul is your everything right but listen to the next part this is the part we don't deal with in church and then love thy neighbor as what as what so if we don't love ourselves how are we doing with the love in church it really is that simple we try to make oh I even hear preachers oh I like you but I ain't gotta love you that's not in the bible sir And Revelations warned us from adding and taking away from the word of God. So if you just don't have the love, just, just say, I just, I'm not there yet. I'm working some things out, but the Bible, he said all these commandments are wrapped up into this one. So we don't have to bow down and obey the legalistic commandments as the Jews had to. We got one. How are we doing? Love the Lord, thy God with everything, and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you don't have self-love, how can we love our neighbor? I already gave you a scripture, went a little deeper that if a man don't love himself, he can't love his wife. Look how important the love is. This is why the Bible says God is love. It's not an excuse for us to say, I can continue to do what I wanna do because God is love. What he's saying is, if I'm in you, love is in you. Love of your neighbor, in love of yourself. You cannot love your neighbor, y'all, if you don't love yourself. Mm-hmm. It's chemistry, it's science, and it's spiritual. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. So self-defeating humility or self-defeating shame believe they are less than human. They view people vertically and they see themselves as the dust of the earth. They hold an unrealistic and unappreciative opinion of themselves. Number one people that cannot make it through rehabilitation centers, we call them relapsers. And we say they relapse. This is the awful thing we say. That's why I can't wait till we start our drug re- rehab program in here. We say, they don't want to be free. We've taken people through deliverance. Oh, they keep going back to those demons. No, it's, it's a love thing. We've, re- we've released the demons. The demons are gone. And now they're stuck with themselves who they never liked from the first place. That's why the demons got in. You know that one day I was getting ready to literally, I could be free, right? Y'all don't want to be free anyway. My mama bear be like, mm, too much information. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I was getting my words together to cuss my husband out one day. And I didn't mean speaking in tongues to cuss. I was working it out. How many of y'all fight with people inside before you come outside? We some attorneys, boy. Because by the time they come out, they be like, whoa! As I got ready to loose the words from my mouth, the Holy Spirit said, you're going to defame him and defame you. When I said defame, I had to look it up. I went and looked up the word and he said, if you loved yourself, you wouldn't even talk like that. Wow. <sighs> And I sat down, I said, like, What? And I literally took out my American Association of Christian Counseling training and I went through that big old textbook and I started reading about defamation of character and I started reading about um, disrespect. And I found out that when you disrespect others, you have no respect for yourself. Because if I respected myself, I wouldn't talk to him like that. So when I loose on him, the Holy Spirit quickens me and says, you got to work on that self-love, baby. And I'm talking about to this day, y'all. Because there's been a lot of hurt. Come on, am I talking to the right people? There's been, not with him, before him. A lot of hurt and a lot of trauma. So when he do something familiar, pa-pa-pow, pow, 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 you getting it for Tom, Dick, and Harry. And God said, you got to get that love back, Suzanne, for you. Because how he going to learn the Christ that you need him to learn If you so angry that you keep getting him for everything he do. And I just was like, I can't take the Holy Ghost some Sunday. (laughs) Listen, I know y'all preachers on the front row know what I'm talking about. Sometimes God deal with us so in our face that we've had church before we come to church. We could just call out, "Um, we're good. We got some things to work on. We got our homework. We got our soul work. Y'all carry on because we got jacked up today he ministers if you want it and if you like it straight in your face god is going to be the one to bring it straight in your face and it is so true the issues we have with other people it's us it's things god really want to work in us i can't stand that woman no son you can't stand yourself i just don't appreciate him no you don't have an appreciation for yourself That's why the self-esteem and the self-love that we're calling self-care is manicures and pedicures and vacation and shopping. It's not going to work, y'all. It helps because when you admonish yourself or adorn yourself on the outside, you feel good on the inside, but the next day it's gone. So you need that fountain that flows forever and ever. Amen? So we need to be good friends, very good friends, with self-esteem and self-love. To know the very root of your ugliness ha, and still believe she, that you can change and love yourself through your healing and your deliverance. What was it that you said? You are not. Give yourself a chance to be something better than your struggle. So we're almost into our half part session. So let me go here. Let's disentangle some of this confusion by clarifying concepts that are related to self-esteem. One, identity. Identity answers these questions. Who am I? Who am I? I'm writing a very small book on who am I and when I deal with um, mainly it's been women that I I deal with this on because you know the gender thing makes a difference in some areas when you minister to people or you're helping people Um, but with a lot of women coming in especially women who come in from homosexuality I have this program that the Lord gave me at like three o'clock in the morning and I was done like 10 o'clock, that morning, It took me seven hours to write it. And I didn't realize it was a book until like two weeks ago. But I use it as my own curriculum and co- coaching program um, for women who have lost their identity, who um, have come out of homosexuality and they're in the church and they're trying to, to walk that life and don't know how to actually do it. Who am I? And I start them all the way from Genesis. God is very clear on who you are. I think I've, I've done it when we were in Maryland and I've had the women come up, and I've had them had him, Pastor D, come on up since we're here live tonight. Come on. I won't message you too hard. And I'm grabbing you. I'll tell you why I'm grabbing you, because you have a layer on. That's why I'm grabbing you. Mm-hmm. You might as well come on too, Elder Joy. Thank you. I love when she says yes and runs to that altar for me. What we do to show this, right? After we left the garden, we became fully dressed, Right? We had to be clothed. We had to be actually re-clothed again in God. So a lot of the clothing, the covering that we wear today is more about our roles, our education, our careers, and our experiences. So what I do with the women who I work with, who, who I learned from conversation, are struggling with identity, I ask them, who am I? Now, I think you know how this works, so you can't do it the way that you've learned it now. Mm-hmm. You got to do it the way you would have when I first asked you. Tell me who you are. Just give me one word. Who are you? Okay, take off your sweater. A pastor is not who she is. Her pastor is a role that she fulfills. It's a calling. So what I usually do with the women, at some point, of course, we have to stop. We're in public. But it's to get them back to the nakedness of who they were in the garden before they became mom, before they became pastor or daughter. Who are you? Yep, take that off before you had a name by your parents who were you do we do another layer or that's it oh you got one more who are you I'm gonna let you keep that on you could keep that on we'll go for the green jacket let's try again she went for that who am I who are you you're a woman very good take that off absolutely just act like it you're good so what I literally do with them, thank you, thank you very much for my models. You may take your seat. So what I'm, what I'm expressing to them is take off those layers. Get down to who you are. And not one time has anyone been able to, if we went that far, to stand with all those layers of clothes, those roles, those titles, those positions, those expectations, their education. I had women say, I'm a child of God. Okay, but you really wasn't that first you really wasn't that's church language who were you and we really have to go back to genesis and we i literally read the bible with them who were you what was your purpose it's all in the bible and we don't know who we are as individuals because we've covered ourselves in figs And the figs identify our roles, our positions, our callings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't know who you are, your whole life is going to be wrapped up in your education. Your whole life is going to be wrapped up in you as an apostle. You ever see some that are just so apostle, just so pastor? Then you meet some that's just so humble. I'm a pastor. I'm an apostle. I give honor to God. It's a high honor. But they're very confident in who they are. They don't have to have the staff in their hand every time they go out to preach. They know exactly who they are in God self-esteem self-knowledge self-love identity authenticity that starts any road that you need to be on because if any of those things get taken away from you and they can who are you who are you what defines me and my essential character? Identity provides a sense of oneself and one's individuality. For example, a woman's identity derived only from her role as a wife. Most times they'll say I'm a wife, or I'm, I hear mother, number one, then the wife. A paraplegic's identity defined not by a crippled body, but by the real or her inner self. What are we talking about? The concepts related to self esteem. Let's deal with the word appreciate. To appreciate is to think well of, to value and to enjoy, to recognize gratefully and to rightfully estimate the quality of worth of someone or something. Appreciate, I know y'all gonna go replay but I'll, I'll break it down for you. Appreciate, to rightfully estimate or estimate quality worth of someone or something. How do you appreciate yourself? Can you adorn yourself and show love to yourself without it costing you anything? Let's deal with the word accept. To accept is to receive. That is to take in as one's own, favorably and with pleasure. To approve, to believe in, and to respond favorably to someone or something. Self-acceptance is believing in oneself. That's the part I would want you to write down. Self-acceptance is believing in oneself. And receiving oneself favorably and with pleasure. One may accurately acknowledge one's weaknesses, be determined to improve and still accept oneself. The internal dialogue might be something like this. How many of y'all have self-talk? How many of y'all are aware of it? Yeah, we all should be pretty friendly with that voice right now. Love him or hate him, he's there. That's how we know the, the soul is real. And the soul is the part of us that uh, it has no gender and it's all equal in the sight of God by our soul. Amen. The internal dialogue might be something like this. I acknowledge my faults. I love myself, though, not necessarily all of my behaviors. As I improve my behavior, I can feel good about me and then my behavior. Did you hear how simple it was? No kicking yourself, no shame, no self-defeating pride. It's I acknowledge my faults, but I love myself, not necessarily all my behaviors. Don't love all your behaviors, y'all. Don't think we have to be like that accept it but don't don't fall in love with it this is the way i am you defending that mess you just did as i improve my behavior i can feel good about me and then my behavior self confidence self confidence usually refers to a belief in one owns abilities you see the difference did self love and self esteem have anything to do with ability nothing is having an appreciation for yourself, period. Jacked up, messed up, whatever. I love myself. But self-confidence is to believe in your abilities. It's related to competency or self-efficacy. So do you see the difference? Do I have to repeat it every night, you think? Y'all can tell the difference between self-confidence and self-esteem? I heard one, uh-huh. The rest of y'all just want her to be the ram, huh? <laughs> Self-confidence refers to a belief in your ability. How many here believe you're preachers? And you're pretty satisfied with your preaching? Amen. Leave it up, Katrina. That's beautiful. Pastor D, very good. Amen. You are confident in your preaching, okay? Um, let me ask you this. The same two that that raised their hands. Um, Katrina, can you ride a bike? Sports head. Um. all right let's take it this way no because you're going to say that too that one back there man how about um, being able to teach a graduate class at Harvard on pre-law how about you Pastor D yep so you see the self-confidence will fluctuate So self-confidence can be high in something that you're confident in and low in something that you're not confident in. Does your self-love change when your confidence isn't high? Usually it does. Usually it does. You'll start being jacked up to yourself. Last, um, the year before we did Intercessors, we did um, Dr. Fields, Self Matters, Jack Me Up. And 30 days for like 10 years. I think I aged in my face from going through that program. It was hard. There was one point in it where every two hours we had to put alarm on our phones or our watch, whatever. And every two hours we had to write down what thoughts we had, no matter what we were doing. And it was January when it's dark at four o'clock and it's dark still at five o'clock in the morning. And it was long winter and nothing was happening around. I think we had blizzard after blizzard that year. We was all in the house. And every two hours, man, I was fat. Every hour, I realized I was fat. I was telling myself, you fat. But I'm still eating Twizzlers, Sour Patch Kids, sweet and sour popcorn in the bed after 11 p.m. at night. But my self-talk, oh, you just fat. You getting old. Look how old you starting to look. Every two hours, I was regulating myself. This goes on whether you know it or not. When you get up in the morning, you have the radio on or you scan Facebook or you go to the gas station, you're talking to the guy getting the gas. Good morning, how you doing? It's still talking. You don't even know what's going on. Then all of a sudden, you have a mood change or you just start eating a lot or put your timer on, regulate your thoughts. Every two hours, you will be surprised what you have to say to you. And if your self-esteem isn't healthy, it's usually not good at all. And when I read it, I saved it because I looked at it. I looked at it in March when I felt like I was fine and on fire. I looked back and I was embarrassed at what I wrote, that I was saying to myself during the month of January. You see how it can fluctuate? So I had to really pay attention to the fact that my self-love or my perception of what self-love was doing to me was confusing it with my confidence in some things. So I literally talked myself out of working out because it was like, why bother? It's too hard. I don't. Have... And for me, if I can't see it here, I'm not doing it. Everything I do, I got to see myself doing it before I do it. Anybody else work that way? I'm a seer, so that's probably why for me. If I got it here, if I can see myself picking up a building and moving it, I'm going to pick up that building and move it. I blessed assurance that it happened. But if I can't get on that treadmill and just go two minutes, I'm not going to get on that treadmill for two minutes. We have to watch those automatic thoughts. Let's go down some. Pride. 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 An English minister named Charles Caleb wrote this about pride makes some men ridiculous, but prevents others from becoming so. <laughs> pride makes some men ridiculous but prevents others from becoming so. There are two sides to pride as it relates to self-esteem self-defeating and healthy. Self-defeating pride is the attitude that you are superior, more valuable or more important as a person than others. These people also perceive themselves as more capable self-sufficient, or infallible than they actually are. Synonyms for self-defeating pride include haughtiness, what the Bible say. Come on. Arrogance, conceit, pretentiousness, that means trying to impress all the time. Vanity, that is excessive desire or need to be admired. And narcissism, that is selfishness, a grandiose sense of self and exploitive nature self-defeating pride is typically rooted in fear Mm -hmm. see how we cover these things inside of us we cover our insecurities our proclivities we cover them with this grandiose way of looking like we think we're better and the the, the biggest lion sometimes really is the mouse y'all remember the wizard of oz and remember, they couldn't wait to meet Oz because I was going to answer all their problems, the wizard. And when they got to Oz and they met the wizard and they pulled that curtain back, what happened? He was standing on like a stool or something, right? Working all the levers with the power and everything. They were blown away because they expected this big grandiose person to be back there. He didn't have it at all. <laughs> healthy pride. How many know we need healthy pride? All pride isn't bad. Please have some pride. Healthy pride is a realistic sense of one's own dignity and worth. What did I say? You won't talk like that out of your mouth if you had some dignity and sense of worth. Humility, almost done for tonight. Humility, there's two sides to humility. Some people who think they're humble really have low self-esteem. There are two sides to humility, self-defeating humility and healthy humility. Self-defeating humility is spineless, submissiveness, contemptibility, and an abject lack of self-respect. This person feels like dust of the earth. Self-defeating humility is spineless, submissiveness, contemptibility, and an abject, A-B, J-E-C-T, lack of self-respect. Healthy humility, on the other hand, involves the absence of self-defeating pride. It's the recognition of one's imperfections or weaknesses, a consciousness of one's own shortcomings, and ignorance and teachableness. It is the realization that all are equal worth. Healthy humility relates to meek behavior, not passiveness. Meaning they can be mild, patient, not easily angered. Healthy humility and healthy pride coexist in a person with self-esteem. That y'all should put up for next year's. Healthy humility, say it with me. Healthy humility and healthy pride coexist in a person with self-esteem and if I was writing that I would have wrote healthy self-esteem humility because one realizes how much one still has to learn and pride in recognizing the dignity and worth one shares with all other humans how we doing so far any questions anything going online that I need to know about All right. I'm going to read this, and this will be our wrap-up for tonight. Why self-esteem? I didn't hear you up. Why self-esteem? Okay, thank you. I love you. <laughs> how fortunate. Listen to this statement, y'all. So this right here is going to put us all at ground zero. Y'all ready? Breathe. Breathe out. This is going to put us all at ground zero. How fortunate is the person with high self-esteem? Ask me how fortunate awesome. I'm going to answer that question for you. There is a general agreement that self-esteem is central to good mental and physical health. Okay. How does one gain a healthy self-esteem? Ask me. By choosing your parents. By choosing your parents, you cannot We're all at ground zero. Because no one was able to choose their parents, were they? Our self-esteem came from our parents. Whoever stood in that role, whoever we modeled after for that position. What you saw mom tolerate, somewhere in you, you will tolerate it. What you saw mom do, somewhere in you, you'll do it. And it's probably the thing you can't stand about her. Oh, it's in there, we get it from them. It's the tree, it's the fruit that fell from that tree. The mind and the body is connected. If you want to feel your mentally best, take care of your body, which includes your—that's it. You got to take care of that brain. Let me get where I want to end for tonight. Okay, we'll go here. The mind and the body are connected. The point. is important enough to restate you cannot ignore your body and expect to feel good say it so y'all gonna commit to these 30 days of exercise and health and self-esteem all right we're gonna do our best right i want to see videos For y'all who are afraid to get online, get on there and show what you're doing for your 15 minutes. And if it's five minutes, work up to it. You don't have to get online, I'm playing with you. But if you have the, the boldness to do it, get online and do it. Encourage someone else. Hello, we seen everything else online. Everything else online. The point is, enough to restate, you can't ignore your body and expect to feel good. Time invested in physical health is a wise investment indeed. It saves time by sharpening your performance. More importantly, it improves your mood. How many of y'all got them fluctuating moods that you wish you could just get rid of? Mm -hmm. More importantly, it improves your mood. Your mood, in turn, will influence how you experience yourself. Do you know working out actually creates in individuals to have a healthier sex life, for those that are married? Sorry, Elder Joy. Just keep, just keep working out till he come. I'll I buy you an elliptical. Just keep working out until he come. Your mood. For those that struggle, maybe you bored in the sex in your marriage, or you just, you just working so hard. You just come on, because when we got problems in our personal life, we become some fantastic online people. We do these great things with our ministries, and we're all over the world, and people hear about our divorce because we're avoiding that mess that we can't control because it takes two, unfortunately, in marriage. <laughs> One person just can't fix it. It takes two. So we end up getting into our work and working really hard. Do you know if a, if a couple would exercise together, the, the the chemicals that will be released from your mind will eventually stimulate a woman to desire more sexually. And this is why these these trainers, we gotta be careful with these trainers, And who in here know a little bit about health and health coaching? How many know that when you work out, you release these endorphins from your mind and you're gonna begin bonding sexually? See, they don't tell you this stuff with your coach. And now you're wondering why this chick who was 400 pounds all of a sudden 150 in love working out with her trainer. Because the chemicals for marriage bonding is being released with a trainer. Y'all gonna believe God one day about the Bible. He know what he talking about. You better work with your spouse. Forget the girls club. Work. I told Bernard, didn't I? Because I know Suzanne. Bernard, when Peyton get on that bus in the morning, we can walk 30 minutes. I'm not walking 30 minutes with nobody else. I know Suzanne. And I don't need no chemical excuse. It was the chemicals, Bernard. No, I'm going to work out with Bernard. Hold me accountable, y'all. Your mood will in turn influence how you experience yourself. Stress and aging tend to damage, shrink, and impair your brain cells, which are called neurons, particularly in areas of the brain responsible for thinking and regulating your emotions. You see how you can just trick your mind? Fortunately, the harmful effects of stress and aging can be minimized and even reversed through healthy eating, exercise, and sleep. How many got good sleep patterns? How many got great sleep patterns? Not one hand went up, maybe one. I know your hand ain't go up when you be texting me at one, two in the morning. She eating bonbons and I'm eating Twizzlers. You have a pretty good sleep pattern? That ain't what a good sleep pattern is. Same time, is it early? And do you go to sleep without any influence? Then it's not a great sleep pattern. (laughs) I did that on purpose. But you're not on camera, I don't think. I think it's just me. Fortunately, the harmful effects of stress and aging can be minimized, even reversed through healthy eating, exercise, and sleep. <laughs> the steps that we're gonna talk about in this program work together to optimize our brains. We're gonna optimize our brains. Why? Somebody help me out. Why? Because a person who loves themselves takes care of themselves. We're gonna increase blood flow to the brain. We're going to flush toxins from the brain, strengthen and regrowing neurons. The brain cannot be, what they say, replaced or whatever they regenerated or whatever the, the medical terminology is. But there's neurons in your brain that need connections between other neurons and supportive tissues. And if we took care of our bodies, we would not have to end up with dementia and Alzheimer's. It comes from what we eat, they're determining now. Decreasing inflammation and oxidative stress within our neurons. I know that's a little off, I told you, I'm not trying to be a health coach, but we're gonna do this to start out. Strengthening the blood-brain barrier, which prevents toxins and molecules that causes inflammation from entering the brain. Promoting body leanness, this ain't lean, which favors brain health. Think of the brain as a computer for a minute. We might have powerful software, which is like our self-esteem. So those strategies that we're gonna begin to discuss later, we're gonna call the brain the hardware, okay? So when the health and functioning of the neurons, which is the brain's hardware, is sluggish, the computer will not function optimally. So in this program we're gonna do for 30 days, we're going to learn how to help us strengthen our brain hardware. How many of y'all put stuff on top of your car, get in your car and pull off? How many of y'all still do it? Get free. How many of y'all try to get out the car with the seatbelt still on? (laughs) Yep. We're going to work on the brain strengthening. (laughs) I don't know how many times that happened to me. Lord, 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 Lord. It's sluggish. The brain, the computer is sluggish. So we're going to strengthen the brain hardware also by improving physical health and mood generally. How many are married in here? I decree and declare that you will prosper and be in good health even as your sex life prospers. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I got an audience shout going on right now. In Jesus' name. We want single people to look at us and desire marriage again. We don't want them saying them folks don't look happy. Her husband look at everybody that come in the door. She's sitting with all the young guys. The young guys all line up to hug her after church. What's going on in that marriage? You can tell when a couple is having healthy sex. And the single people pray for us. Because that devil comes in like a flood against marriage. We're fighting a lot of demons in marriage and in ministry. But if we can get healthier, the sex life can be more explosive. And y'all will be like, oh, I want to be married. Not now just to get out of being lonely. Which is the worst thing to want to get married for. Almost done. Exercise improves self-esteem and mental health overall. It also improves sleep, increases energy. Hey, you need energy. Helps to regulate stress and promote leanness. The goal is at least 30 minutes of aerobic exercise. Write it down. That's what we're working on. The goal is at least 30 minutes of aerobic exercise. Rhythmic, continuous exercise. Such as brisk walking, biking, swimming, stair climbing, and jogging. We got 16 stairs in our house. And I promise you, once I go down them stairs, Bernard, send my keys, I cannot do them stairs again. Bernard, throw my purse down. We, I said the other day, we're gonna tie a pulley. We're gonna make our own pulley on these stairs. And I'm gonna send stuff up, you gonna send stuff down. 16 stairs, and I do it twice a day. I go down them in the morning, and I go up them at night. We got some work to do, right? Are y'all down for real? Yeah. And then at some point, if you already are there, add some strength resistance to it. Get some muscle back, some muscle tone. And then you can confer any additional benefits that you like. If time permits, add these to your program. If you can't, or if adding these appears overwhelming, then be content with aerobic exercise or walking. Any amount of exercise is better than none. Even, And I don't care if you got a good looking body. The number one killer of women is heart disease. And heart disease is because we don't have the blood flow pumping through us right because we sit more than we stand or walk. That's why Apple Watch just about electrocutes us, and you jump. It's telling you, stand up now 10 minutes. Then it electrocutes you again, breathe. You're like, I don't have time to breathe. I'm with a client. I can't just... (laughs) They got all triggers trying to tell us what to do because we're not healthy. They've, They've incorporated standing desks. They want us to stand while we're typing and working because we're not healthy. God promised us long life. He gave a prophetic blessing over our life. And we're working contrary to God's blessing on our life. God help us. Start exercising gently. Build up very gradually. You are not in competition with anyone. Say, I am not in competition competition with anyone. Exercise should leave you feeling refreshed and energized and wanna go back in the house with your spouse. It should not hurt or exhaust you beyond a pleasant fatigue. If you can eventually work up to 30 minutes or more of aerobic exercise on most days during these 30 days, great. But if not, do what you can to start. Do not make a plan for exercise and fail. If you have trouble falling asleep, try exercising before bed, amen? Or other exercise before bed. You'll sleep better. Early morning exercise helps to regulate sleep rhythms. Exercising in the sunlight helps bring more vitamin D to us, which we need. That's one of the things in the, in the COVID pandemic is that we don't have enough D in us. Consult your physician if you are over 40 years of age, if you have any known risk factors for cardiovascular disease, or if you have any concerns about starting an exercise program. Are there any questions online that I need to address before I let that go? Many studies have proven that poor sleep relates to being unhappy. And the reason we're adding this regimen into self-esteem and self-love, because we need to know Are you really that depleted in self-love or never had it? Or is it because you are sleepy, you are tired more than you realize, and that makes you feel crummy? Amen? I think I'm going to stop right there. We'll deal with the eating practices tomorrow or Monday. And it's not going to be many days of that. So for those who are like, oh, I didn't sign up for this, just ride it out with us. Believe me, if you said that you were in, and I believe it's what, up to 191 people now, Minister Ebony, 191 people signed up to do this 30 days with us. Trust me all the way through. And if you don't like me at any point, that is good. That means I'm doing my job. Because no one likes to have to make change in their life. But just because you don't like me doesn't give you the right to not do this for you. Stop and do this for you. Any questions from anyone here? We're gonna start out, you're gonna work your way up to 30 minutes. If you only can start with five pacing in your room, it doesn't matter, we're working up to 30 minutes. We wanna do this every day. We're gonna add the the eating tip on it by Monday and then we're gonna get into the deep gutting of finding out who took your self-esteem, whose self-esteem are you modeling after? Why do you procrastinate? Why can't you keep your word? Why is it that you... What was the other one? Procrastinate. And what was the other one? Perfectionism. Low self-esteemers, we love to hide in perfectionism. Young lady over here. Pretty young lady. The other pretty young lady. Yes. After tonight, 8 o'clock. 55 minutes to an hour tops. Amen. Because after that, people text me and they tell me they'd be so mad. They'd be walking away from the computer and they forget they'd be having headphones on. they get yanked back. But they'd be like, You went somewhere I wasn't ready to go. And they'd be telling me off, <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Um, is it possible to talk to you? Say, you keep saying, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And then physically, you physically, literally, literally. You will literally start yawning it's your brain remember the commercial your your mind is a terrible thing to waste Mm -hmm. a lot of what you see through your eyes sends the messages to your brain so you can change the message but i'm telling you we're going to start working out it's going to take half of the problem away yes beautiful woman in the back Uh, very good Awesome. Very good. Look at that. Already getting help in this room. Beautiful. Um, start our 30 minutes working out by tomorrow, Monday the latest. Um, I think that was it. Anything else? Anyone else? We're going home. Did you enjoy yourself? Are you ready? Y'all ready to jump in? Did I take your feet in slowly? Where's the water? At your toes, your ankles, your calves, where the water at? Toes? Nice, very good. Yes. Aren't you the same lady that asked me for a husband? But that's why she's trying to worry about when to work out, right? Because I told her to work out. Yes, my dear. What is your question? Yes, love. I got her all confused. I'm starting tomorrow. Oh, yes. Tonight's night one of 30 days. We're going to the end of the month, 8 p.m. every night. No matter where I'm at, we will be on live. And we're going to dig into self-esteem. We're starting out real easy because this is going to be an emotional 30 days. It's going to be an emotional. I'm going to challenge some truths that you have. I'm going to challenge some beliefs that you have. So I'm going to go ahead and make you happy in the beginning by getting you to work out. We're going to cut down on the red meat this month. And we're going to do it all in the name of health. Because God called for us to be healthy and to prosper as a source prosperous. He's concerned about it. Anyone else? Who's who's afraid to start the exercise program? Very good. Very good. Start light. Just start light. Did everyone in this room do their assessments? Yeah, cuz I know a few of y'all trying to hide out from those assessments. Do you know what number we are not at or turned in, Minister Ebony? 180 For assessments? How many? 180 180 But is it 180 names? Because the last number you gave me 117. The assessments, if you don't have it, you can see one of us after the service. It's an assessment we're going to take every Monday. And we're going to be able to graph how you're feeling, where some of your issues are at. And then after the 30 days, if you want, continue coaching. We'll know where to pick you up and take you from. Um, If you just want to stay in a group for the rest of the year and they split it up together, we're going to have coaches work with you on that as well. But we'll already have an assessment of what areas you struggle in. The assessment covers what? Who knows? Depression, anxiety, and Relationships. Because they all revolve around self-esteem. How you relate to people is because you cannot love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. So that's why, it's it's the Burns assessment, it's a psychiatrist, Dr. Burns, he made this assessment after years of counseling with people and he found out that it's important to have them take this assessment often because, and he has a book if you wanted to use his book after the 30 days, his book is um, 10 days to healthy self-esteem. I'm using his assessment from it, but the rest of his book I wasn't too interested in. There's a a better one, in my opinion, for what I wanna do. So every Monday, you all are gonna have to turn the self-esteem in, all three of them, all over again. It's electronic, it's on um, Google Forms, you just fill it out online, it goes directly to my Solutionist Coaches, and they upload it in your soul tool box that we have online. You get to see it. They get to see it. And they're going to tell you what your results show every single week. So you have an idea what areas you need to improve in, what areas you're doing better than you thought. What made you slump this week? What did you go through this week that made your assessment go down in a slump? Or what did you change in your life? Why is it so high this week? When you started working out, all of a sudden, some of the areas that you were being questioned in actually went up higher and it was from working out. Do you get what I'm saying? So we're gonna make life adjustments, external life adjustments to see if it regulates the self-love and then we will really know a clear picture of where your self-love stands after we work out the external things. Our hearts and minds clear? No other questions? All right. We're going to turn off the camera because we have VIP time now. So I want to thank everyone online for streaming. Um, I see it's 65 on Facebook. I would love to know how many are on YouTube, but we'll deal with it afterwards. But um, God bless you all. Y'all want to say it with me to the live streamers? Come on and stand up. Let's wish the live streamers well because we're going to eat. We're going to party. They have some good music playing. (laughs) Amen. All right. You ready? Three John three john two and two i say one and two it's one and two isn't it i think it's one and two let's go i wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers god bless you good night we'll see you tomorrow at 8 p.m Dr. Suzanne Howard is happy to have shared this time with you. To get more information on solutions and personal development, coaching, and counseling of the soul, go to www.suzannemhoward.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Periscope. Thank you for tuning in with us.